Hi, and welcome back to the All Things Scottish Football Podcast by me, Finlay McLeany. Before we get into t- today's episode, I just want to remind people that throughout this episode and this podcast as a whole, adult language may be used. And throughout this episode, everything that I say is just my opinions. If you are offended by anything I have to say, then please get up from your room, go into your kitchen and grab your mum's bottle of Malibu, pour it into a nice glass cup about a quarter of the way, then get a bottle of Coke, pour that in to about nearly a full cup, and then once you're done with that, grab your Malibu and Coke, go back into your room, turn off your phone, don't come back to this Spotify podcast or episode, lie down in your bed and drink the Malibu and Coke and pretend you're in the beach in Bali or California and don't come back to this podcast as a whole. But before we get into the episode, I just want to say, please, please, please follow this podcast on Spotify as it really helps the podcast out. Thank you and enjoy the podcast today. Hi and welcome back to the All Things Scottish Football Podcast by me, Finlay McLeany. Today, we're going to go through a new series and it's called Morton Madness, Series 1, Episode 1. Obviously, this is the second episode of the podcast as a whole, but it's just a new series. We will be talking about, throughout this episode, all things Greenock Morton. We're going to be talking about Morton's season as a whole, my predictions for the Morton v Montrose playoff semi-final relegation game tomorrow. We're also going to be talking about the fan ownership from the MCT how the fans will own the club starting from June from, for Greenock Morton. And as well, we're going to be talking about how Morton this season are the lowest goal-scoring team in the whole championship as a whole. Near the end of the episode, we'll be doing a Morton tier list to see what Morton players I personally think who should stay and who should leave. And finally, are you Gus or Bust as the Morton manager? Now, recently, I want to I want to thank everyone for the support for the first episode. We got over sixty views, sixty people that watched the full episode, and I just want to thank you, everyone that tuned in for that episode. So, without further ado, let's begin. I just want to give a little backstory of how I got into supporting Morton. So, I still remember the game like it, like it was yesterday. It was December twenty second or December twenty first, two thousand seventeen. My first Morton game was Morton v Dundee United at Capello. Um, I I I went to the game. Obviously, it was a night game, seven forty-five kickoff, and I went. I went with a few mates. Uh, we, we stood up the back of the famous cowshed stand, and yeah, uh, Morton went on to lose that game two 0 But I, I fell in love as soon as I went. You can't, you know, you can't describe when you first go to a football game, of 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 that team that you know you want to support. I mean, my whole family, uh, or half half my family, most of my family uh, support Greenock Morton. When I first went to that game against Dundee United, although we lost 2-0, it was that connection, it was the feeling to be there around other people. And I never had that with any other football club. And yeah, I just kept going to games after that. Um, and obviously, look, the past the past few years of Greenock Morton haven't been easy. You know, ever since Jim Duffy's left the club, the club's been on a, I'd say, a steady decline. You know, there's been a lot of controversy around the club. But let's talk about um, mostly, let's talk about this season as a whole. Obviously, this season we've had three managers. We've had at the start of the season, I think for about eight or nine games, we had David Hopkins, 
and then he got sacked around December time and through that Anton McClone he's a fitness coach he's previously worked at Tottenham Hotspur as a sports scientist um, he's worked in America so he's he's, he's got connections again um, he took over his interim boss I think till about around March maybe the end of February and then we have Gus McPherson coming in and he's still the manager today and obviously at the start of the season um, there was a lot of things going on with the club some of the signs we made, I, I'll still say it doesn't make any sense. I'll never get the understanding of never signing a second goalkeeper. We had uh, Christopher Wiley, who's a youth development goalkeeper. And what I never understood is, why would you send a youth keeper out on loan? And then, to turns turns out, we've only got one player in the club. And not one, one goalkeeper in the club and being Aidan McAdams. That was the first issue, but, you know, things started off bad, I think. I think we beat uh, Aloha in the first game of the season. My mind's not too... I'm not too sure what the result was in the first game of the season. But I remember, you know, some games at the start of the season under David Hopkins. Um, we lost 5-0 off Rafe Rovers, which was embarrassing. I mean, for that week, we were the embarrassment of Scottish football. We have been for a while, you know. But, I mean, losing 5-0 off a Rafe, um, coinciding with a few other losses to cost Hopkins his job. And I think Hopkins a great guy. Turns out that... He was paying the players' wages from the club. So, uh, the, I think it was the uh, son, possibly, maybe the Telegraph, Christopher Dodds, uh, who is a journalist. He, he reported that David Hawking was reportedly paying some, I don't know if it was some or most, most players' wages. So, wages per week. Um, an example of this was Regan Tumley. You know, he was a, a right-back that played for us. Um phew, I think it was last season. He was, he was, a, he was a very good right back. I think he's one of the best defensive right backs on the ball uh, in a championship. He played for us, and you know, an example is Hopkins was apparently paying him petrol money. So I think uh, Regan Tilton had to come down from Sterling, so he had to pay him petrol money to travel down. But I, I don't think the club could afford to pay that. So I mean, like the clubs, when the player got their meals. Or like the lunches, the breakfast when they when the players ate at the clubs. I don't know if they still do or not. David Hopkins was apparently paying for it. Now obviously the club and the MCT have denied this. Um, Anton McClone, who was David Hopkins' assistant at the time, had confirmed that David Hopkins was in fact paying the players' wages um, and some of the players' meals as well. I mean, I I think that's a joke that you know you're a football club. Yeah, yeah, obviously our owner is Crawford Ray, he's the son of Douglas Ray, um, rest in peace, he used to be our owner, I think he, he passed away two seasons ago unfortunately, his son took over, so that's Crawford Ray, and ever since then it's just been a lack of investment into the football club, you know, we're signing players, we're signing bad players for bad wages, you know, an example of this is Sean McGinty, one of the worst footballers I've probably ever seen play a game of football, you know, we're paying him, I think, Maybe don't quote me on this. Three hundred to four hundred pounds per week, something like something on the lines of that, which for a lot of clubs isn't much, but for a club like Greenwich Morton, that's a lot of money. That eventually it all adds up. Um, you know, you look at what our Brofer doing. They're a part-time team, but the wages that they're playing, paying players. You know, they got Nicky Lowe, who's a decent footballer. He's probably single-handedly turned our Brof season around. Um, you know, he came from a non-league club, and it's just an example where. Like we used to be a club that used to get the best, the best bang for our buck when it came to wages. Like a good example of this is Tamil Ware, uh, Ricky Lamy, Scott Tiffany, 
obviously he's plays in League One now, hey ho. Uh Jai Quatongo, like our team used to be pretty fucking decent. And now it's just like, you know, do we even have a championship standard team? But anyway, back to it. Um Hopkin left around December and you know, he left got it down here. Uh Hopkin had a points per match of a one point two six points per game now. For for a manager that's good, so this is according to transfer market. Um David Hopkin had around as I remember, I think it's forty eight games at the club. Uh he won David Hopkin won seventeen games, he drew twelve games and he lost nineteen games. So it gives him a, a win percentage of around thirty five percent. Um obviously look the, the the football that Hopkin tried to install was you know, he tried to change things. I think he tried to play long ball, long ball football. He never tried to really play possession. It was just always hoof ball, long throws, hope for the best. It cost him his job ultimately, you know, and even right now, he's a manager of air. I think that he shouldn't be managing the championship. I don't think he's a good enough manager. He had a purple patch with Livingston where they got the, uh, Livingston, when David Hawkins was a manager, he got them from League One football to Premiership football, which is an outstanding achievement. But at the same time, it was David Martindale really running the strings, let's be honest here. Um, I mean, Hopkin, the ginger ninja, he he, <laughs> he got sacked around November, December time, and Anton McClone came in. Um, you know, McClone was his assistant coming into it, you know, I didn't have high hopes. You know, McClone had January where he brought in players like Justin Johnson, who still hasn't made an appearance for the club, uh, Jamie Butler. He was supposed to be the second keeper. He's still not made an appearance for the club yet. Um, who else? He's a Sterling on loan from Tottenham, who was probably the biggest flop in the Scottish Championship in a year. Everyone was excited. You know, the club originally said, or put out a tweet, you know, we are, we're going to sign someone that's had Champions League experience and like that. Oh my God. We're going to get some 30-year-old or, or that from a big club that hasn't played a lot of football. And I'm like, yes, veteran time. Okay, he's a Sterling. Uh, fuck. Previously, you know, he scored in League Two, two goals and twenty games for Southend. He was, I mean, he was shit. You can't put the ball in the back of the net. But anyway, Anton McLaurin sort of bring, brought that stability. So Anton McLaurin managed thirteen games. He won three games. He drawn six games and he lost four. So that gave him a points per match of one point fifteen, which is according to transfermarket.com the lowest. Of all man managers, but I loved Antoine. You know, he, he was a passionate guy. Obviously, he had at Morton. You know, the issue is at Morton, we have no physios, full time or part time. We have no director of football. We have no technical director of football. We have no sports scientists. Uh, at the time, Antoine was there. We had no coaches. It was actually like the players that had to teach the sessions, unless Antoine was doing it. Um, and it's like ah oh, fuck. Fuck man, it's the state the state the club's in. We don't have any staff even right now. We have a player li liaison officer. We still don't have a director of football or technical director. Uh, we have a manager and assistant and a coach now. Three coaching staff, not bad. But then again, you know our youth development's fucked as well because the reserves the reserve leagues got called off. So yeah, we are one shambolic of a club. I'm surprised we're not in League Two, fucking having a having a party with the fans up in breaking, you know, the state the club's in, but, look, Antoine came in, he brought that stability, you know, I remember, 
a few games, like that one each dropped Tynecastle, the 2 1 win against Dunfermline up at, uh, I've even forgot their fucking bit, uh, stadium, East End Park, I think it's called, you know, Antoine brought his many good moments, obviously, the night Gus McPherson was announced, who's the current Morton manager, um, McClone won 1 0 away at Inverness, and then it's like that. You know, he got shafted by the club. <laughs> I mean, shafted, silly. It's not even funny. Say if you get a door, right? And then McClone and Gus McPherson standing in there. Crawford, Ray standing in the middle. It's like, he slammed the door. He, he fucking slammed it. And Anton McClone, he was like, that to McClone, get to fuck. You're not good enough to be entering. Which well, just came around to bite Crawford, Ray in the fucking arse. I mean, I'd say he looks like Sunderland's owner, uh, Charlie Mephiven. I mean, he's he's a, I, I'm not I'm not too ideal of Crawfordry. I'll keep my opinions to myself about him. Um, through that, Gus McPherson came in, big Gus Gus, uh, Gus the Scott. Uh, you know, I, I'm still gonna say it. it's Gus or bust for me. You know, if Gus McPherson can't get the best out of his players, then who's gonna? So Gus came in. Uh, so far, he's managed eleven games. He's won two games. He's drawn six and he's lost three, so he has a win percentage of around eighteen percent. Um, and as if I am right, he averages um about one point eighteen points per game, so it's slightly better than Antoine McClone's one point fifteen. Still not as good as uh, David Hawkins one point two six points per game. Um, yeah, and again, you know Gus has been shite. He's supposed to be this big experienced manager. Who took St Mirren to the Scottish Cup final and all that. Mind you, this was, fuck, 2009-2010, I think, when he, when he brought St Mirren to the Scottish Cup final. It's really embarrassing, you know. he done his shape with Queen's Park. But every club he's been at, or every club he's managed, he's had more losses at every club than he's, than he's had at wins. Wins and draws, it's humiliating. I mean, fuck me, man. When, when Gus got um, first announced, I was excited. Like a good experienced manager, he can turn it around, you know. In his last, his last games, he he has our Broth, Aloha, so he, you know, he has a few easy games. Drew one each with Aloha, Drew now now we are Broth, and it's like that. Oh, fuck's sake! I mean, we struggled to beat East Fife, you know. We went up there and we won an extra time two one. Like a oh, fucking hell. I mean, I think he's a fraud. You know, he's. I don't think he's a good manager at all. I just think he's overhyped. About some people, you know, St Mirren fans call him Agent Gus. You know, he's on a mission to bring Grant Morton down to League One. Um, so, yeah, he came in. Uh, yeah, we're in the playoff relegations now because of him. Thanks, Gus. Thanks, Gus. Or so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those three managers are quite uninspiring. Antoine being the best probably out all of them. But, again, all of them are fucking rank rotten. Um... Obviously now the situation we're in, if we go down to League One, you know, under new ownership and we don't go up or we don't get promoted uh, the first time of asking, I think we could seriously go part-time. I, I I think we're in danger of going bust as a football club. You know, there's not enough money in League One. The Championship doesn't need Morton. Morton needs the Scottish Championship. The money's there. We need that money to survive. Um, And again, you know, tomorrow for Montrose, it's going to be a tough game. There's no denying that. You know, you're going away to Montrose. I think if we lose to Montrose away, that's it. 
you know, obviously we've still got the home leg to play, but if we lose to Montrose away, it's everyone's going to be deflated. Um, and, yeah, I'm just, I think tomorrow, it's make or break for Gus, Gus or bust. Tomorrow, I think if Gus loses tomorrow and he loses um, the home leg on Tuesday night against Montrose, I think he should be sacked from his job, relieved from his duties and booted out of Greenock. I think, I think the, the fans should protest against that. It's a fucking joke. Um, but look out for tomorrow against Montrose. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say we're gonna win. I think barely. I'm gonna go for a two-one-one, Grant Morton, uh, with Gary Oliver getting a goal, and I'm gonna say Aidan Nizzy Nisbet, we Nizzy, we Nessie, Lock Nessie. I'm gonna say he's gonna get a goal as well for Montrose. I don't know who any of the fuck their players are. I don't even know how they're in the fucking playoffs anyway. Um. So yeah, that's that. So we're going to move on now to the fan ownership news. This this week it was announced that the the community ownership group, the MCT, so that's a fan that's a fan group consisting consisting around more just over five hundred five hundred and fifty Gunnett Morton fans. It was agreed that the MCT will have will take a complete share of around ninety percent of the club. Um, the MCT will get the, are trying to get the deal done, the paperwork, everything done by the first of June, which is great. We'll have a summer under fan ownership. I'll be I'll be dancing around, man, fucking thinking a, a can of coke, celebrating. You know, yeah, the MCT uh, will take a ninety percent sharehold of the club, and it, the MCT will also get full ownership of the football stadium. Um. And all debts of the club, I think it's just over £2 million, will be paid by Crawford Ray's uh, business, I think, called the Go- the Golden Casket. It's a weird name. Um, yeah, and the Crawford Ray will keep full ownership of the Greenup Martin car park, which is quite interesting because there's fuck all money to be made in the Greenup Martin car park. Um, look, I think the MCT is... Every fan said it's a good thing. I've got to disagree. I think it's going to be make or break for Grant Morton. You know, Graham, a guy named Graham McClellan is obviously going to be the uh, the main guy, the the main boy, the main mucker for the for the operation to take sole control of Grant Morton. And to be honest, you know this could this could make us a a serious championship consistent playoff team, or it's going to make us a League Two team. You look at breaking. Three seasons ago, they were in the championship. Look at them now, they've had back-to-back relegations and they're bottom of the league too. You know, fan ownership can work in so many ways. But the way I view it is, Morton's not a profitable club. We don't need someone to come in with their business knowledge and have an understanding of the club. You know, we could have Kevin De Bruyne come in and own the club, for example. But if he doesn't know how to run a football club, then there's no point. You know, we don't need someone that knows how to run a football club. We need someone that's going to invest money into Morton. We need, we don't need a bit of investment. We, I think we need a large investment. Sorry, I stopped there. I almost clicked the, it's the stop button. But we need a large amount of investment in money. You know, Morton's not a profitable club. Every owner that comes in will be making a loss. So if Graham McClellan understands that, then that's fucking fantastic. You know, but there's not a lot of money to be made in Morton. And like I said, it's going to make or break us. If we go down to League One under under fan ownership, it is going to be very scary for all Morton fans. It could make us a potential part-time team. You know, and that's the scary thing. I, I just don't think the fans understand that 
you know, not the grass the grass always doesn't look greener on the other side. And that's that's the thing with MCT. Graham McLellan, you know, he he needs to he needs to invest. You know, the MCT needs to invest into this football club because if they don't, we are fucked. We are so fucked and we are so far down, it's unbelievable. You know, we're more fucked than breaking if if we don't invest money. And that's what I mean, most of the squad isn't good enough. Um, so, yeah, I, I just hope that Graham, Graham McClellan and the MCT group comes in and invests money in the club. I really hope they do. You know, start by hiring staff and start by, you know, getting in players who's going to play for the club and not for their salary. No more than fuck all anyway, but get players in who actually give a fuck about the club, who understands the historic values of the club. Um, but, yeah, that's the news on... The new fan ownership. Um, but yeah, look, even Morton this season as a whole. Here's a wee fun fact. Morton are the lowest goal scoring team in the championship. They've only scored 22 goals. Their highest goal scorer being, I think it's Calvin Orsi with two goals. When your striker's scoring two goals, you may as well give, a, give your youth a chance. You know, give your 14 and 15 year olds a chance for fuck's sake. I'm sure they'll bag in more goals. We're a laughing stock of Scottish football. That's what we are at the moment. Um, and yeah, look, you, you look back at that Arbroath game, for example. A player not playing for the club. I've, 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 I'm dying to say this all week. Sean McGinty. What an embarrassment. What in a fu- what then the fuck were you thinking? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a wee context behind the situation. So it's the 60th minute. Morton are drawn now, now zero zero. You know, uh, Air United and Dundee. The score there's two each. Now, if if Air draw, if Air draw that game and we draw with our game, Air stay up by a point. I think they're on the same points as us, but they stay up by goal difference. Um. So yeah, we needed to win the game, and knowing this in the sixtieth minute, Sean 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 McGinty decides, oh fuck it, fuck it. I work for St Mirren now. Runs down the fucking flank and snaps someone's ankle. Uh, no, snaps someone's in the side of the knee. A horror challenge. Rightfully so, it was a red card. I think it might have been Jack Hamilton. I might be wrong there, so don't quote me on that. And I thought as soon as he'd done that, what the fuck were you thinking? You fucking idiot. Why, Sean? Why? Why? Y- you know, he could have ended that guy's career. And that's not a joke. When you tackle the side of someone's kneecap with fucking studs, are you insane? If Sean McGinty, you know, appears or makes another appearance for the club, I will be shocked. I, I will go down and protest. I will get my bed duvet. Literally, I will get my bed duvet and I will write on it. I'll say Sean McGinty out and I'm going to make up a wee song. You know, I'll, I'll make up a wee song. I'm going to say, he's magic, you know... Morton's going down two times in a row. That's what I was saying about Sean McGinty. If he stays at the club, it's disgusting that he done that. I'm not even kidding. I am. I am disgusted that he would do that. You know, it's the 60th minute. You know your team needs to win the game. Oh, I. So let me just cause cause the team the game. Bam, bam to someone's fucking kneecap. It's it, it's shocking. You know, and Sean McGinty needs to take blame. Another guy needs to take blame. It's Gus McPherson, the manager. You picked this fucking walking disaster to be left back over Lewis Strap. One of the best left backs in the championship, by the way. 
But you know, we stick with Sean McGinty, and just because he's got Man United, Man fucking United on his CV, he thinks he can do whatever he wants. No, he's not even a League One footballer for fuck's sake. Get him down to non-league football. If he makes an appearance for the club, I will go down and protest by myself. And I and I will sing songs for about four hours about Sean McGinty till the club understand. Because it's disgusting. He could have ended that guy's career that he tackled. That was a career-threatening tackle. If he makes another appearance, I will be disgusted and I will be shocked. But anyway, we'll move on from my anger at a certain player. Uh, and we're going to move on to our tier list. Our Greenock Morton Football Club tier list. Now, there's three tiers for this. <coughs> there's Resign. So not like Resign. Resign. Who 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 I think should resign a contract with Morton? And our tier list is loan. So who who I think should be loaned out? What players I think need extra developed, extra development, and the best tier of them all. Get to fuck. For for people watching, I want you to repeat that with me. Get to fuck. This is players I think that shouldn't. They have no business playing for Greenock Morton Football Club and a club are utter arseholes for making the fans suffer from watching their pish on the, f- on the field. So anyway, let's start. Let's dig in. We're going to start with the goalkeepers. We're going to start off with my, my personal favourite. I think he's the second best goalkeeper in the championship behind Craig Gordon, Aiden McAdams. This is a no-brainer. I think we should resign him. He's been cracking. He, some of the saves he's made, I'm flabbergasted. It could be the next Alan McGregor. I, I might I might be a bit too too cocky there, but he, he is some keeper. We sign instantly. Uh, another guy I've got out on loan is Christopher Wiley. Uh, he's he's a young youth development keeper. I'll just let everyone know. By the way, we're going through the whole squad, so we're going through all twenty two players. So you know, you best grab him a cup of tea, drinking it. You know, um, maybe lying in your bed at the same time. This is going to take a bit bit of time. Christopher Wiley, he's a decent keeper. Um, he needs development at a league club, not Port Juniors. Martin, you know, put him out to a team that he's actually going to develop at. Um, and for the get to fuck list, starting off, I've got the keeper that we signed in uh, the January transfer window, Jamie Butler from uh, Barnet. Barnet, that's where they came from. Um, yeah, I hope he goes back there. I think he's a goalkeeping coach. Uh, I'm not interested in him to be fucking honest. Oh, I hope he goes. He's a waste of wages. Next, for the I'll just read out the tier list as we go on. So I'll just read the resign list first. I got Marcus uh, Fyrtov. I call him Foyce Fort. We forty. We forty. That's what I call him. Uh, the Norwegian centre back. Uh, he's he's a decent player. You know, uh, he's been decent. The next player I've got is Michael Ledger. He's been very good for us. He's 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 never a player that's a, a nine or a ten. He's always a six or a seven. Very consistent, you know. He's a very good right back, obviously from Sunderland as well. He's been trained by one of the best defensive coaches in the UK, Robbie Stockdale. Uh, that's just a wee fact. Next, we've got Brian McLean. You know, he's thirty-five. He adds that a bit of experience. I think we'll need it. You know, considering if we're going down to fucking League One football next season. Next, we've got Strappy. Strap on, strap off. Um, I'm actually going to sing. He's a wee song I made up. It's about Lewis Strap. It's called Dancing King. You are my dancing king Makes us sing He's running down the wing Oh yeah He can dance He can drive Having the time of his life Oh he does a lap 
and it's a wrap. We love Louis Strap. I'm, I'm sorry for hurting your ears, ears, but you know, uh, aye, Strappy's Strappy's a, a talent. You know, obviously he's came from the club. I, I think he's even a Morton fan, which is an added bonus. The fans love him. I love him. Brilliant player. Next up is Darren Hines. We Hinesy. We 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 getting a wee Hines Chinese. <laughs> nah, he's, he's a good player. He's our future. You know, um, he's been very consistent this season, so I'd resign him. Give him a chance, Morton. You know, maybe the, maybe the guy who's been sitting in the reserve for three years, who could be our best defender, play him. Anyway, we've got next, um, Kyle Jacobs. Um, yeah, resign him. I think he's a bit overrated, to be honest. I don't think he's as good as everyone says he is. He's a decent midfielder. He does the job, you know. He does the job he's supposed to do. Right, so next we've got... Uh, Reese Lyons, he plays for Greenout Morton, he wears a number 17, Reese Lyons, oh Reese Lyons, he could, I'm not even going to sing that song, but I listen, but uh, Reese Lyons is decent, obviously last season he was linked with a move away to Salford, I wish we was open to be honest, because we would have been swimming, swimming in cash, cash, uh, yeah he's a good player, you know, he's probably our only midfielder that can actually drive from our half to the opposition's half with the fucking ball. Uh, embarrassing. Yeah, we're seeing him. Uh, next up, Craig McGuffey. Craig, Craig McGuff Guff. Um, he's very inconsistent, but when he's good, he's good. You know, he's got a few wonder goals this season. He reminds me of uh, Adam Hamill, old St Mirren player. All he did was score wonder goals. Aye. I'll give McGuffey one more season. If he doesn't perform, get him to fuck. Next, we've got Luca Covo, one of my favourite players from Morton. Always works hard. Um, he's got a good left foot on him. Right foot, left foot, right foot. Um, yeah, decent player. I'm not going to talk too much about him. Next, Lewis McGratton. Our future in midfield, and I'm serious. You know, we're, we're always playing Kyle Jacobs and that. You know, I don't get why we don't give Lewis McGratton a chance. Obviously, he got an assist against Motherwell. Um, but ever since then, you know, mind you, an assist from a corner against a Premiership side. Ever since then, he's been benched. You know, and I wonder what he's saying. Gus, Gus, I've been going to bed in time. I've been doing my homework. I've trained well. I've done everything I can. He's probably sitting here thinking, why the fuck am I on the bench again? Um, yeah, I'd just sign him, though. Next we've got Wee Nessie, Lock Nessie, Aidan Nessie Nisbet. You know, he lacks end product. If he works in his end product, product he, he'll be a special player, you know. On the ball, he's fantastic. Um, I think his end product, like I said, kills, kills his game. At the start of the season, when Nicky Cadden left, I was expecting him to be that one player that would make the jump. You know, I think I thought he would have got double digits and assists, and I thought he would have been that player for us. Unfortunately, he hasn't. You know, um, but I wish him the best. Aidan Nesbitt replied to my Instagram messages, mate. Please. Uh, next, we've got Robbie Muirhead. Uh, pff, what can I say? I've got him resigned. You know, obviously he's he's extended his contract to next season anyway. He's a good player. You know, when he wants to be. I think that if you utilise him at striker. Give him game time. He has the potential to be a decent player. And last but not least, Gary Oliver. Um, yeah, he's, he's a good supporting striker. Good false nine to have at the club. Uh, so yeah, loan list next. <sighs> I'm, I'm just going to read this out or else this podcast will take about an hour and a half. So I've got Christopher Wiley, Stafford, Ben Doherty, Gallagher, whatever his name is. Uh, I don't know who he is. Cameron Blues, you know, good player. Um... Garrity, uh, Aidan Duffy, seen him play before, decent. Uh, he needs a decent loan move, Morton, just saying. Um, Cameron Salkeld and James Wallace. 
And the best here now, the get to fuck. Get to fuck. So obviously I've mentioned Jimmy Butler. And no one will be surprised. Who have I got next? Sean McGinty. Sean McGinty. I hope he never, you know, comes to capital again, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, I, I spoke about that horror title, but he's, 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 he's the biggest liability in our team. Other managers must be saying, target Sean McGinty. Target him. Target him. You'll get through. He's, he's a piece of piss. That's what they'll probably be saying. Um, like, I, think I hope McGinty gets the, gets the fuck out of the club. You know, I don't like him. At the start of the season, I was one of the the, the few people that defended him. I said he's a, he's a decent player, but then after that horror tackle, nah, my mind's changed. I hope he leaves the club. Go back to Portic for a soap out. Uh, next, I've got Stephen McGinn on loan from Hibs. Uh, average. I don't know how he's at Hibs. It baffles me to be honest with you. He he's, he reminds me of the younger version of Chris Miller, and I'm not kidding. You know, get the ball, make a two-yard pass, show for him, make a ball, make a two-yard pass. It's all he does. It's so fucking boring. Especially when you've got Reese Lines sitting on the bench. What the fuck, Gus? Why? Why? You're trying to get his relegated on purpose. Look, when Stephen McGinn first signed, I was excited. You know, I was like, oh, this is a guy that's played in the Scottish Premiership. He's got good experience. Maybe this is the missing piece that we need for us to stay up. But fuck, fucking hell, man. I couldn't be any more wrong, you know. <sighs> Silence for five seconds. And that just describes Stephen McGinn's overall football game. Silence. Just standing there like a lamppost. Doing nothing. Uh, we're moving on from that. Chris Miller. Uh, I think he, he could be a coach. I wouldn't mind him as a fitness coach. Apart from that, he, he doesn't make an appearance. He doesn't even make a squad. Um, you know, you've had a good career, mate. So retire, please. Save the club for wages. Next, I've got Sean Rogers. Um, look, we can't keep every youth player. You know, I don't know too much about Sean Rogers, but if he was that good, he would have made an appearance in a, in a team by now. Um, you know, look, I wish him all the best. I, I don't have too much to say about him. You know, but we can't keep every youth player. We can't afford it. You know, we're, we're broke. We're skint. <coughs> oh, sorry there. <coughs> Next, I've got. <coughs> uh, I think his name's Justin Johnson. Uh, he's made one sub appearance for the club. Apart from that, I think he's been injured. Um, it'd be a waste of wages. You know, according to transfer market, he's one of our highest valued players at four hundred and fifty thousand pound. Don't know what the fuck you're watching. Um, look, <coughs> again, he's not a player I know too much about. He's made one sub appearance in a game that I didn't watch, and I'm not going to waste players' wages if I was a club getting to fuck. Sorry, Justin, but that's that. Next, we've got Alexander Easdale. Um, <coughs> look, this guy in the world at the weekend he could be saving orphans, but he just doesn't have the ability. You know, let's be honest here. Um, I think he's still at the club because he's he's I think his dad's. Or he's related to the East Deals in a way. You know, if people don't know them, search them up on the internet. You know, like, uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say he's not on the level. You know, and like I said, if he's not made in the first team appearance by now, he, he's never going. Um, I, I think the club need to start saving wages, being smart, letting go of young players who aren't going to make the squads so that we can sign first team players. Like I said, you know, I've got nothing against Alexander Eastdale. He could be a, 
in the future he could be a decent player, but I just don't think it's going to be for us. We need to be saving wages and players. I think he's contracted to us to the next season anyway, which again, I think still it's going to be a waste of wages. You know, what? why are we paying him when we could, you know, be saving up wages? Every little wages saved could make a big difference in the end. And I just think that's the case with Aisdale. You know, like I said, he could be the nicest guy in the world. He could save orphans in the weekend, you know. But again, if he's if he's not on the level of the football club, then why keep him in? And last but not least, it pains me to say this, and I'm not even kidding. I, I love the guy. He's such a he's a great guy, you know, great character. I've got Calvin Orsi. Um, look, you know, I've even messaged the guy on Instagram before. He's so sound, you know. But <laughs> I don't know what's happened to him. Last season, you know, he, he was scoring goals for fun. You know, he was contributing to goals. I remember that goal he scored against Dundee United ahead of. We all went mental. He's a passionate guy, you know. I, I the fans loved love him. But I'm gonna say loved him. This season, you know, two goals. I think he might have even got three goals. It's like it's not good enough. You know, I always used to slate Bob McCube. People don't know him, you know, he played for Morton two seasons ago. Did he? Yeah, two seasons ago. Um it, it was, it, it, I was always moaning because when he was playing, he killed the play, but he still scored the goals. Uh, and Orsi, you know, it's such, a, it's such a shame for me to say this. He, sh- he just doesn't have it. If we're going to keep Robbie Muirhead and Gary Oliver and potentially loan out Carmen Sockeld and bring in a new striker that can score goals, Orsi doesn't fit in. I heard Christopher Dodds the other, the other day say he's a League 1, League 2 winger playing striker. I, I agree to disagree with that. I think that the way he's been managed is not fair. You know, when when he's barely getting any service, how can you sit there and say he's a league winner, league two winger? Yes, he's missed, fuck, an abundant load of chances. But you look at him last season under Hopkins, he was, he, he was a new player. He was brilliant for us last season. Let's not deny that. In the second half of the season, he was potentially one of our best players. So let's not deny that. So let's cut the shit there. You know, he was he, he was decent last season. This is, and you know, he's, he says he's bulked up more he's already, and it's like, he's bulked up, and he's lost his natural ability. It's like, what has happened, Calvin? You know, tell me, what's happened? Um, look, as much as I love the guy, the fans love the guy, he's a, he's a cult hero. We need to let him go. It's as simple as that. Look, if fucking, if we're debating about Gary Oliver getting in the team, then how the hell does Calvin also get in the team? It would help if our wingers actually gave him a bit of service. But hey ho, you know you can only score against the uh, Queen of the South. But no, I, I wish him the best. And you know our last topic of the evening. Give me two seconds, folks, and I will see. I have it uh, written down. I believe. Uh, Gus or bust? Let me know. Let me know. Are you Gus or bust? You know, heading into tomorrow's game, I am, I am bust for Gus. I think that if if we lose, he should be sacked immediately. You know, um, he, I, I still don't think he's a good enough manager to manage Morton. Um, but you know, again, let me know what you think. Are you Gus or bust? And through that, we conclude for the end of today's episode and the first episode of Morton Madness. In the new series. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it, and I, I know this is a more personal thing for me to do. Um, obviously, on Sunday we're going to 
we're, we're going to have a, another upload because I'm so lucky I'm getting on. Um, we're going to have an upload. It will be our championship to League Two rounds up, round up with a special guest with a co-host this time. You know, I, I know everyone's sick of just hearing my beautiful voice as they're going to sleep. Um, yeah, and Sunday we're going to have our League Two to Championship uh, predictions. You know, Player of the Years. Manager of the years, all all that fun stuff, you know. So lower league football madness, that'll be out on Sunday, and you know we're going to get a schedule where we upload free 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 podcast episodes a week. So yeah, um, like I said, I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. I know it was only based off my club group Morton. It's something a bit more personal to me, because you know what they say: if you don't enjoy doing what you're doing, then there's no point in doing it. You know, um, so I've enjoyed today's episode, and I hope you have. Just giving you a little bit of insight of my club, all things Greenock Morton. And before you know, we round off today's episode, I just want to give a big thanks for the support that I had for the first episode. We had over 60 viewers, 60 people that watched all 40 minutes of my first episode. You know, I I, I want to say thank you very much for the support. Uh, I mean, it means a lot to me. And yeah, thanks. And before we round it off, please, please follow the All Things Scottish Football podcast on Spotify and we'll be making an Instagram page soon so make sure to follow that as well. That, that, that'll be near tomorrow anyway. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. This has been me, Finlay McLean, from the All Things Scottish Football podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and goodbye.